Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated for the Fuashinema of Khanabat Simafega and the Fuashinema of Eliyahu Shimon ben Mazaf Fortuna. Um, we have uh, some very, very sad news. Only yesterday we were praying for him to uh, recover, and unfortunately today we, uh, yesterday we got the difficult news. Today's class is dedicated in loving memory of Danny Safdi, Alava Shalom. I still can't believe I'm even saying these words. The Nishmat Daniel Ben Le'ah, sponsored by Sarah and Shai Mahani, would sit here, right here amongst us every day. He studied here. Where I'm sitting right now is where he made the Siyum with Rabbi Friedman, uh, and he spoke at the Siyum. Uh, just the most wonderful person, the most uh, special man, the most impeccable Midot, uh, a, a hunger for studying Torah, which is just unrivaled. Uh, Danny, we're going to miss you. Uh, something fierce. And um, we know that in Shamaim, uh, you'll be praying for all of us and uh, ensuring that your family, your wife and children are, uh, are going to be doing okay. Um, we are also uh, from the community. This is one of our own. So we're trying to help out the, uh, his wife, unfortunately, who's now in a diff very difficult position in the family. So if anyone would like to help out uh, financially just to try and uh, alleviate the financial burdens of this difficult time, uh, you can contact us and... Uh, we'll do all we can to help this person who was no, to not to mince words, a hidden tzaddik. He was a, a, a person of, uh, of, the most, uh, of the highest moral and spiritual fiber. Uh, we were lucky to have him here praying with us every day. Um, uh, after the 7.10 minyan folded into the 7.30, when we made the 7.10 and the, and the 8 o'clock minyan, one minyan, 7.30, um, the happiest uh, part of that fold in together is that we, uh, we got Danny Safdie praying with us every single day. And we, uh, we had a Sadiq praying amongst us. Um, Hashem should bless his family with comfort in this difficult time. Um, we pray that they uh, receive Nihama Mina Shamaim. This week of Breakfast in the Class is also sponsored by Morris Mystery, dedicated in honor of Sammy Sutton. Um, and uh, and uh, in loving memory of Ms. Lily Safadin Shmat Leabat Khana. And the week of COVID was sponsored by David E. Ash in honor of you, your substantial capacity to do today and every day. My friends, we learn in this week's parasha about uh, something which is related, unfortunately, to the passing away of a person. The Pasuk says, And I will become sanctified amongst the B'nai Israel, amongst the Jewish people. And what does it mean when God says, and I will become sanctified amongst the Jewish people? So, many of us are aware of the mitzvah. One of the greatest mitzvot in the Torah is the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, of sanctifying God's name, of being a Kiddush Hashem, of making a Kiddush Hashem, of making sure that you are a, uh, a shining light, making sure that you are a good representative of God in His world, making sure that you're bringing people with your actions closer to Hashem, closer to His Torah, and not further away. The flip side of this, of course, is the worst. Avon in the Torah is Chilul Hashem, is the, uh, is the desecration of God's name. So we're all aware of what that means when it comes to the, uh, to the world of practice. It means not uh, being identifiably Jewish and cutting someone off and the line in the airport. How many times when I come late to, to a, there's a long line of people waiting to check in. I went to park the car. My kids and my wife are on the line. 
And they're like, Abba, come, come. Cut the whole line. Now, I'm not cutting anything. My family's been waiting online. I just parked the car. I just gave the car back to the rental company. And many times where I'll tell my kids, get out of the line, come to the back of the line. Why? Because I'm marked. I'm marked. And when you're cutting the line, people are at their least understanding. So my friends, you know, a lot of times, if you're a very religious person and you have a, a kippah on your head, a, I don't know if you're wearing your tzitzit out, if you, you know, if you have peot behind your ears, everyone can tell you're Jewish. But you know what's funny? A lot of times, people can tell you're Jewish without your kippah. You know, I did not know how good people's judar was until I went to Turkey. I was in the shuk somewhere in Turkey. Uh, we did a stopover on the way to Israel. I flew with my wife. I had a baseball cap on. I wore a t-shirt. I wasn't wearing anything that overtly religious. There wasn't one guy that didn't spot me. Shalom! Come to my store. You know, somehow they could tell. I don't know. Maybe you walk different. You look different. You talk different, my body. I don't know. How many times do you think no one can tell that you're Jewish, but then you're on the phone with some guy, and you're hacking and you're talking, and you say words that give it away? My friends, we're all familiar with that level of kiddush, Hashem, of sanctifying Hashem's name, and ensuring that we don't stumble and create a chilul Hashem, have people think badly about the Jewish people, about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, about the Torah, about its values. However, the Gemara actually takes a very different turn um, in adding a layer to this idea of and I will become sanctified amongst the Jewish people. And that is in the element and in the guise of Kiddushah and Kaddish. Every single day when we say Shaharit and Mincha, after we finish praying the silent prayer, the Hazan repeats the prayer and he says, According to the, uh, the commentators, this idea refers to Kiddushah. The V'nikdashti B'doch B'nei Israel refers to Kiddushah, to the fact that we sanctify Hashem's name in the morning by saying that God is Kadosh, we are V'nikdashti, we are sanctifying His name. However, the Kimara says that even more than the power of Kiddushah, and the power of Kiddushah is awesome, it is frightening how powerful Kiddushah is. Even more powerful than that is the power of Kaddish, of saying Kaddish. Now my friends, yesterday I was thinking, you know, that uh, we, you know, Danny, he passed away in the wrong parasha, because we just read Harimot Kedoshim, after the death of the Holy Ones. But the famous line goes, Aharimot Kedoshim, Emor. When the Holy Ones pass on, Emor, speak. Right? And what's the Emor? What gets said? The Kaddish is what's said after someone passes away. So a little while ago, we were having a shiur in Kibbut Ava'im and honoring parents. And a man came up to me and said, Rabbi, you don't know. It was very emotional for me. I lost my father. I was thinking, you know, all this, you're talking about honoring your father, taking care of him. You know, I didn't, do, I didn't do my due diligence when my father was here, was with us in this world. I didn't take care of him enough. And I feel bad, I'm hearing this class about Kibbut Ava'im, how important it is. And I, you know, and I feel now it's too late. And I said to him, I said, you know, sweetheart, what you could do to take care of your father now after he passed away is much more than you could ever have done for him when he was here on this earth. What were you going to do when he's here? 
Get him a sandwich. Azaku Baruch. What are you going to do when he's here? Give him a lift to the grocery store. He can get it from someone else. There's something that you could do now that he's passed away that no one else could do. As a son, you could say Kaddish, you could literally raise his neshama. I want to share with you something that I read last, uh, only last night. The Kafahaim writes, and others write as well, that a person should never miss a chance if they lost a parent, or they say Kaddish to someone, they should never miss a chance to say Kaddish. Now there's always a time, we all know, that a person says Kaddish for 11 months after the father passes away, or the mother passes away. At the end of the 11th month, for one week, uh, we stop, we pause, and then we say, we continue and say for the 12th month as well. Okay? So you're saying Kaddish for 12 months, but you're missing that first week of the 12th month, okay? You're missing that first week. And the reason for that is because we say that a person can't stay in Gehennam if they're not in, the, in purgatory, yani. If a person is unfortunately done, committed Averot, uh, so the longest they stay, unless they're a terrible Rasha, is this fixed amount of time. So it's not to say that the Neshama is in a bad place. It's not Kavod. So we stop saying Kaddish for that time. Uh, so, so as if to say, you know, I don't need to raise him from the depths because he was a, he was a good person, my father or my mother, Lo uh, Alenu, right? However, however, um, we carry on saying it afterwards in the 12th month as well, after taking that break. But the Kafah Haim writes and others that never mind the hayuv, the obligation that a person has to say the Kaddish every morning, you know, every afternoon, every night, to say the Kaddishim in the prayers when they lose a parent, Barmanan. However, my friends, he says a person has a chance to say Kaddish after words of Torah. And however righteous the person's parents were, writes the Kafah Haim, the Kaddish that you say as a child raises their neshama. So if ever there's a chance for the person to say Kaddish, they should take that opportunity. Unbelievable. Kafahim says, they should search out Kaddishim. So a guy said to me, Rabbi, I felt I feel terrible. You know, there were years that I lived very far away from my parents. I helped out financially, but I couldn't do much more. I wasn't there. My brothers, my sisters, they took care of my dad more. I lived, I lived abroad, I was in another country. So I said to him, okay. He says, I want to make it up, what should I do? I said, I could say Kaddish, but everyone else was saying Kaddish. I said, you know what? So you be the Kaddish, Kaddish maniac. You be the one that looks out, that tries. I said, you know, you live in Brooklyn now? He said, yeah. I said, don't pray. I said, don't pray where you pray. Pray in Sichuul. Sichuul is like a minyan factory. Non-stop minyanim. You know how many opportunities you have? To say extra Kaddishes, Yani? If you're praying in Sichuul, you want to make it up? Go all out. God says, I'll become sanctified amongst the Bnei Israel. Now, I just want to, for one second today, and our words, as I said, should be for, uh, for Danny. I want to go through what is it about the Kaddish that is a sanctification of God's name? What is it? Now, this is an interesting thing. Because when you say, when you say God is holy, did you sanctify God's name? Yeah, you did. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. I was sanctified amongst the Jews because the Jews said that I was holy. But Kaddish, which shares some of the same words, goes very, very far beyond what Kedusha does. Let's review for a minute the difference between Kedusha and Kaddish. In Kedusha we say, Kadosh, 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 Hashem. Hashem, we say about God, Hashem, you're holy, holy, holy. And the Chachamim explain 
What that means? In the Aramaic, that we add after those words, in Uvalitzion. What do the three Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh mean? One means in Shamayim, one means in the, in the heavens, one means God is holy here on earth, one means that God's Kiddushah is eternal. God's Kiddushah, it, it spreads its holiness, his Kabod is throughout the entire earth. Next, we say Baruch Rabbah. You know, afterwards we say Lemotam Shabbat Baruch Kuvod Amorai Mekuvod. It's the recitation of verses that express the fact that the Jewish people is saying that God is holy, that God's kavod is everywhere. Baruch Kuvod Amorai Mekuvod. Right? Yimloch Amorai Leolam Elokayatz Wonder Vodal Yah Hashem Shulul Forever. Kaddish is a different ballgame. Kaddish is a very specific prayer. I'm going to look, we're not going to look at all of the words, but let's look at the broad gist of what we're saying in Kaddish. A person could say Kaddish and say Amen their whole life and have no idea what they're talking about. May God's name, Yitkadal, be made big, Yitkadash, be made holy, right? Shemir about the great name of God. We're issuing here a prayer, and everyone in the community is saying Amen to that prayer. We're asking that God's name becomes great and sanctified in the world. Today, God's name is anything but great and sanctified in the world. God's name is trampled on. Religion is made fun of. You're a, you're a Bura Ma'aretz. You're a simpleton if you believe that God created the world, that the Torah is real, that there's, crime, that there's reward and punishment for your actions. That's the world that we live in. That you're a backwards, you know, uh, uh, dark ages creature if you even believe in, in God. That's where God's name is. God's name in, now, in our world is in the toilet. Yitgadal, how do we make God's name great? How do we sanctify it? When God's name has been banned from schools and banned from the classroom. This, this great country that was literally, it was uh, uh, founded upon uh, uh, the idea that people who were escaping persecution, wherever they lived, could come here. Give me your tired, give me your, right? The huddled masses, that Jews and Puritans and, you know, and the May, people that came over, the Mayflower, the Quakers, everyone could come to this country and they could practice whatever their religion and they'd be free. From that time to now, where we're banning the name of God in a classroom, where everything that it says in the Torah is trampled on and every one of those biblical uh, ideas is enshrined in law. We're ensuring that not only is it one nation under God, it's one nation on top of God, standing on his head. That's what we're ensuring in the day that we live in. So my friends, we have to ask ourselves every day, do we believe, even if, there's a separation between church and state, right? Which can be a good thing. Does that mean that there's a separation between church and our state, and our state of mind, and our state of being? Is God divorced not only from the classrooms of America, but is he divorced from the boardrooms of Jewish companies? Is God part of that conversation? When you're sitting around and asking, legal, guys, you know, Mark, how many times do you have to do that? Got to call in legal. You know, what, can we do this? Can we not do this? Do companies have a rabbi on staff? Not, not the rabbi you call. 
You know, you get big enough, you need GC, you need a general counsel. Do you have a general counsel that's a rabbi to ask the question? Or is God chased not out of the classroom, but out of the boardroom? Are we allowed to do this? Are we allowed to lend this money with interest? Are we allowed to be open in this way, in this market? Our businesses are running, okay, autonomously, with non-Jews on Shabbat. We have a website. People are purchasing. Do I know the laws? Is the website set up the correct way? I own a food, you know, I own stocks in a company. This company has chametz. Did I sell my stocks, my portion in a stock company that has chametz? Or did I only sell the whiskey bottles in my whiskey cabinet? Yitkadavi yitkadash merabah means that we're asking that God's great name should be made great again. And I know that that phrase has been uh, commandeered by one specific president or former president. But my friends, the Kaddish is not a statement. It's a challenge. And when you say amen, you're saying, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to work on God's brand. I'm going to be his PR manager amongst my friends, in my company, with my family. When someone says, ah, you could let it lie, you could just let it slide, or you could say, I'm talking about being a belligerent, angry religious person. I'm not talking about being a proselytizing Jehovah's Witness, you know, knocking at the door, right? I said that on purpose, because you're not allowed to actually say that name. Because that name is the anglicized version of the name Yud, and then Hey, and then Vav, and then Hey. Okay? Because I know if not, I didn't say that, I'm going to get a message saying, Rabbi, you got the name wrong. Right? I'm not saying you need to do that. But I am saying that at the very least, when someone's speaking badly about religion, about Judaism, about two days Yom Tov, and it's being turned into a mockery at the table. Ah, they introduced this, they made up that, what do they think of next? Would you stand for someone, if someone, Barmanan, Someone stood up and said, you know, your grandpa, he's a thief, the guy. He was a, a womanizer. Your, your dad, I know the guy, the guy's a crook. I don't know about you. People who know me know that I don't get very angry. I, I, don't get, I don't lose my temper. When it comes to one thing, I lose my temper. When it comes to people starting up with my father. I lose all, I lose everything. Because you got to defend your dad. Are we defending our dad? You're going to let someone talk smack about Borei Olam? After you said Amen 50,000 times, and then someone minimizes the name of God, or his rabbis, or his Torah, and you're going to let that slide? You're not going to challenge? You're not going to ask? I had a guy once tell me, I can't believe it's ridiculous how the Jewish people did this. They give up so much for their religion. Unbelievable. Who does this? What kind of crazy people. I said to him, I, I, I said to him, I said, you mind if I'm honest? He says, no, Rabbi. I love that you're honest. I said, Rohi, didn't you just have a massive heart attack? Uh, was it last year? He goes, yeah. Yeah, quadruple bypass. I said, why'd you have quadruple bypass? He says, uh, the doctors told me you know, I was working too hard for decades. I didn't take it easy, too stressed. I said, so you're making fun of sacrifices people make for religion and spirituality, and you made the same sacrifices. You just gave up your life, Al-Kiddush, not Hashem, but Al-Kiddush, business. You're saying it's ridiculous that people would give up, that would sacrifice for meaning, when you sacrificed 
for a, for a greenback? The guy's like, I never saw a guy. I thought I gave him another heart attack. He just stopped. He said, I never in my whole life thought of it like that. He goes, I get up in the morning early, the first one in the office. And these guys, they get up in the morning and they go, they're the first one in the shul. And he started drawing all the parallels about what that really looks like. In this world that God, you made according to your will. In this world that you created uh, according to your will. And you became the king over our world. You didn't just make the world and let it go the way some people thought. That God made the world. He's not really involved. Does he really care if I turn the light on or off on Shabbat or use my phone? Does he mind if I have a salad without checking for bugs? Does he care if I brought cheese to the restaurant, my kosher cheese, and gave it to them and let them melt it on the, on the pasta? Does he care? He doesn't care. God doesn't care. God doesn't care about pasta. God decided in this world that he created, according to his will, that he wanted to be the king. And the king, unlike Elvis, has not left the building. And in this world, he lets sprout his salvation. And every day, through every action, through every fall of a great empire, right? God brings Mashiach closer. In our days, in the lives of all the Jewish people, right? We, in this statement, not only did we pledge to be God's soldiers, so next time you see here, Kaddish, you can do it, by the way, if it helps you, just to get in the zone. Every time when I hear, uh, um, what's it called? If I can, if I'm not putting my hand, I take at least a second to hold my hands like this. There's no hayuf to do that. It's a custom in some communities. But it reminds me, it centers me, it focuses me on the fact I'm receiving a blessing right now from Hashem. So I'm going to give you a motion. The next time someone starts saying Kaddish, and you're ready to say Amen, do this. Do it once. Don't do it too many times. They'll think you're crazy. <laughs> and by the way, if they come to you, they're like, you say it before you said it, I'm going to deny it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's on tape right now. But that's what we're doing. And you saying Amen is your saluting as a soldier, promising to represent. Could you, did you ever think of Kaddish that way? Amen! I will fight for God. That's what Kaddish is. I will bring Mashiach closer. I will bring uh, God's kingdom to fruition. At that point comes the most important answer of the Kaddish, where we say Amen, and then we say Yeheh Shemeh Rabbah Mevarach. May God's great name, Mevarach, be blessed. Forever and ever. May God's name, great name be blessed forever and ever. Now, in the beginning of the Kaddish, we said Yitkadal Yitkadash. His name should be made great. That means many people should know about it. Yitkadash, and it should be made holy. But now we're saying a different thing. Amen Yeheh Shemeh Rabbah Mevarach. It should be blessed. There are a lot of holy things in this world, a lot of great things in this world that people don't bless, that people don't feel is important, that people don't feel that they need to pray for. 
When you see something important, you bless it. I want to tell you an amazing story. Um, when they came to Rav Shach, Elava Shalom, um, and they told him that Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky was unwell. Fortunately, his son only yesterday had a, uh, a massive uh, uh, health event. Uh, Rav Shmuel Bat Ben uh, Yita Etel, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, he should live in long, live long life and be well. Shmuel Kamenetsky, one of the most, one of the greats of our generation. Anyway, his father, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, wasn't doing well. So they came to Rav Shach at the time in Israel. And they said, please pray for our father. And he said, okay. And they started giving him the name and he said, I know the name. And he said, yeah, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky's name and he said a prayer. And he finishes the prayer and the kids asked him. They said, how do you know our father's name? It's not like his name's been going around for months. He's not well. Rav Shach said, decades ago, I met him. And I said to myself, this is such a special person that if we were ever to lose him, it would be an irreparable loss for Am Yisrael. So I took his name in case I ever found out that he was unwell, that I could pray for him. We pray for our families, don't we? We pray for success in business. We pray not to be sued by our cleaning lady. We pray for lots of different things in this world. But when something is important, you pray for them. You pray for it. Do you pray for the situation in Eretz Israel? You must. Right now, we're in a violent spiral. You have to pray for it. If something's important, you have to pray for it. You have to bless it. So the second stage of that his name should be great and holy is It is and we should be blessing it forever and ever. And then we carry on. And if you're Sephardic, you don't end by saying, we're not going to go into what each of those words, words mean. It should be exalted and it should be raised up and it should be praised. All these different words. Above every blessing and above every praise. One of the things that this means is that we have to put God front and center of our lives. Now, I know that this sounds crazy. But a lot of times, a person can put uh, mitzvot and Torah at the center of their life and forget about God. Now, I know that that sounds wild because, you know, I'm doing the mitzvot, I'm, I'm, I'm praying, I'm learning. They tell a story about a rabbi, um, a, 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 a kolel rabbi, who comes to his rabbi, and the rabbi asked him, he said, um, are you working, he says, are you working on your connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? He says, working on my connection with Hashem. He says, who has time for that? I get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm praying. After I pray, I go study. After I study, I have Musar. After Musar, I go back and study. After that, I have Halakha. After that, Gemara. All day, I have no time. What do you talking? I have no time. Of course, the rabbi said to his student, moron. I mean, he didn't say it that way. He probably said, Maran. <laughs> Maran. <laughs> he says, what do you think that is? What do you think that is? A lot of times, we go through all of the things that we need to do to illustrate this point, but we don't, we lost the connection between those two things. So we're praying every day, we're studying, we're doing daf yomi, we're giving tzedakah, but we've allowed the actions and the deeds to take over our focus to such a degree that we forgot that this is all in the service of God. And in fact, the Kabbalists used to say always before they did anything, 
Before they did any mitzvah, for the sake of the unification of God's great name and His Shekhinah, to remind themselves before they gave tzedakah, before they did this, the Shem Yichud, I'm doing this for Hashem, to be like Hashem, to be close to Hashem, to follow in Hashem's ways. When a person uh, is saying here in the Kaddish is that above every prayer, above every praise, above everything in this world, Hashem, is the name of God. If you're not talking, if you're not mentioning Hashem's name all the time, and that, by the way, is where the custom amongst the Jewish people to say after everything, Baruch Hashem, Bezrat Hashem, please God, thanks God. If you're Halabi, uh, if you're Egyptian, what are you saying all the time? Inshallah, Mashallah. What does that mean? You're talking about God. Right? If it's Hashem's will, Hashem should dictate it, Hashem should bless me, right? Etc., etc. Hashem's name, if it doesn't leave our lips, um, is a good thing. But much more important is that it doesn't leave our hearts. Uh, Hashem should bless us always to be amongst the people that are fulfilling this mitzvah, of course with our actions, with the way we hold ourselves, but also with the attention that we pay to the Kiddushah, and even more so uh, to Kaddish, uh, Let's hear some real amens to this Kaddish. And anyone that could say Kaddish, anyone who has a father or mother passed away, even if it's not your time, say Kaddish Al Israel. Amen. 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 Amen.